Maximizing Your Potential. This is the Human Performance Podcast with Dr. Craig Duncan. Hey, it's Dr. Craig here. Hope you're really well wherever you are. I'm actually recording this from quarantine. I'm doing my mandatory 14 days quarantine in Sydney, Australia, as I've been recently to Dubai, uh, working with the United Arab Emirates and their soccer federation, and particularly their senior senior football team that was um, involved in some World Cup qualifiers, the second round of the World Cup qualifiers, uh, which was a really good experience. Um, they had uh, four games, um, Malaysia, Thailand, Indonesia, and Vietnam. So it was quite a tough task for the team because um, in the previous part of this qualifying that has been disrupted by COVID, uh, they didn't do so well and lost two of those games. So they were really came into that final four games in uh, fourth position out of those five teams. However, uh, it was really successful because we were able to win the four games and end up winning the group, which meant the team and the nation goes on to the round three of the World Cup qualifiers um, in the Asia region where there's two groups of six and the top four teams from, or the top two teams in each group go to the World Cup at the end of 2022. So it was a really successful trip. I might talk a little bit more um, about it in recent weeks. However, on our podcast, Soccer Doctors, with my mate Andy Harper, uh, we chatted uh, extensively about it in the latest episode, which will be up in the next couple of days. So go and have a listen to that if you want to know more was actually the fifth nation I've now worked for, so that's pretty good. And, um, you know, fifth national national team. We've worked in more nations than that, but um, fifth national team. So that was, that was great um, because I love a challenge and I love working with different cultures. And this was really enjoyable, fantastically, technically good players, um, difficult conditions, uh, you know, very high temperatures, high humidity, uh, four games in about 11 days. So, um, you know, recovery and all that sort of stuff that I love uh, was a major part and our monitoring uh, practices come into play a lot in that. So it was a really uh, good challenge, good trip. It's always good when you get success. Um, as much as I always think success can't be measured by wins, you know, because you can't control that. Um, we did a good job because there was good staff that we worked with, fantastic coaching staff. Bert Van Marwick was the head coach who I'd worked with the Australian national team, and he's a fantastic coach. Um, and his uh, assistants uh, are great uh, the people I was really working with closely were, were very good. The players were uh, adapted well to what we wanted. So overall, it was a successful trip in that regard. And we win. So that makes it even more, um, uh, well, makes me more happy because, uh, you know, you at the end of the day, you always want to win. It was a funny one, really, because 
the you know there's not a lot of flights back to Australia, so my flight was booked just a couple of hours after the final whistle of the final game. So ah, the whistle goes, we win that game. You know, there's five minutes for me of celebration, and then to to say my quick goodbyes. There's a car waiting for me. I'm still in my uh, UAE uniform and race to the airport to you know to get checked in uh, on the on the plane uh, it's probably the fastest i've ever gone through dubai airport because i'm in their national team gear you know a lot of the staff at the airport you know obviously happy that their country's won so you know they were happy to see me and i got through got onto the plane and now i'm in quarantine so what is quarantine like well i've got to tell you i was quite anxious about it um originally because i don't like confined spaces and I thought, how am I going to cope being locked up um, in a room, not being able to go out at all? And um, yeah, just being confined to, the, to this room. Overall, uh, like my daughter told me, she said, Dad, you preach, you know, optimism and being able to do things. So, you know, she's basically telling me to suck it up and that's what I sort of thought, okay, uh, that's what I've got to do. But I was quite anxious coming here. However, I'm very fortunate. I've got a, a really good room, um, big windows, but I can't open them. So I've got no fresh air. I'd organized to get some exercise equipment in here so I can I can still run and do some cycling. I've got work to do. I can record lots of podcasts, I suppose, having meetings. But yeah, I miss my family because, you know, I, I you want to see them and be with them because I'm only a, a few kilometers away from them. But, you know, it is what it is and, and that's how it is at the moment. So, uh, you know, you, you just get on with it. it the hardest thing has me, for me has been uh, sleep and you know, I really pride myself on getting over jet lag really quickly. And so Dubai was six hours uh, behind. So it's not huge difference, but it, it was enough. So normally that would, you know, I do my normal thing, get back onto the time schedule very quickly. And even on the first night after I got checked in, went to, went to bed about midnight, but you know, it was, was up an hour later and was wide awake. Normally that gets better each each day but I'm finding now I'm still only getting four uh, hours sleep in a row and uh, then I'm sort of tossing and turning and you know awake and it hasn't been hasn't been that great and the reason is is because one of the main things you need to do is when you want to get over jet lag is to get out in the sun and get out into the light so I only have artificial light and some light coming through, but it's, you know, it's winter in Sydney, so it's a bit gray. So I really sit by the window. However, that's, I think, been the biggest issue. And uh, so it's taken me longer to adapt. But, you know, if that's the worst thing, um, you know, I'll be definitely okay. Uh, the food is all right. I... Um, I, I just think you you just need to need to adapt to your certain certain areas. Many of you might have been through the hotel quarantine. 
in a lot of ways, I look at it and go, okay, well, I was fortunate to travel during this period of time. And, uh, you know, with COVID, you know, there's COVID restrictions all around the world. Uh, interesting enough, the United Arab Emirates have done a great job with that. They have, I think, you know, maybe nearly the whole country vaccinated and uh, all workers are tested at the start of every week. I know I was in a bubble, so, you know, we were sort of locked away. So we were tested every two to three days. Um, all the people I was working with were vaccinated. Uh, anyone that came to the games in the crowd were vaccinated and had been tested. So there's a lot of that going on. And they're really getting on with life. Masks are compulsory, but you just get used to that. That's no big deal. Where I think in Australia, it's a little bit difficult for us because, um, you know, we have such few cases and vaccination rates are really low. But for us to, to really get on, um, at the moment, the you know, we need to... I don't want to tell people to go and get vaccinated, but I suppose that's the only way to be vaccinated or to have COVID, to have that protection. Because you'd think at some stage you'd want our borders to open, uh, even though it's nice and safe here. I and others that work overseas a lot, it's it's very restrictive. So overall, uh, uh, a good experience. Um, good to be you know doing some work in international football. Uh, again and seeing it started started up again um that's a pretty long introduction to a question and answer session but um the questions uh that we're that are really focused on today are about nutrition and you know one of the questions that has come in is about well, well how do we eat uh, and how should we eat well i always say to you you know it's a it's having that self-science approach and really working out what the best method is for you. Now, in saying that, there are so many diets out there. And one of the issues we're trying to really tackle is there is information overload because we live in this information age and there is so much information and you've got so many people telling you how to eat and what the best diet is. Now, there is like I say, so many diets and so many diets will get you uh, some outcome. They will get you a positive outcome. But what is the outcome you want? Sadly, I think a lot of people look at nutrition and go, the outcome I want is I want to lose weight and I want to look better. Now, that's okay, but it's also very short-sighted um, because, you know, if you want to lose weight, you don't really need to eat a lot at all, and, but that might not be healthy for us. So I think we need to look at, okay, what can you do long-term and what's going to be best for you long-term? Now, how have we got into this situation where, you know, 60, 70% of the population is overweight, their diabetes is rampant, heart disease is going to kill one in two or one in three of us, and a lot of that is preventable. We've got cancers associated with nutrition um, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, stroke, you name it. Nutrition is playing a role in us, even to the perspective of uh, dementia. And um, 
you know, cognitive decline, there's a nutrition relationship there. So everywhere we look, nutrition is playing a role. And that's why it's coupled very well with exercise, because movement is very important for us as well. Now, we have nutritional guidelines that, you know, and the food pyramid that you might have all grown up with. However, there's problems with that as well, because I think while we had the food pyramid, people have got very, very overweight. And the reason I think is one of the biggest things, and you can just check some of these off with you, how much do you actually eat? Like we do eat a lot. I see people uh, eating a lot, breakfast, morning tea, lunch, afternoon tea, and dinner. So you've got to think, do you need to eat at all those times? And then you'll get information coming in saying, yes, you've got to keep your metabolism flying along and all this sort of stuff. So you've got to eat regularly. That doesn't work for me because if I was going to eat five times a day, I think I would put on significant amount of weight. So before I tell you what works for me, some of the things you've got to look at is, and what you need to really review is the amount of processed food you're eating, the amount of packaged food, the takeaway foods, the, you know, these just glamorous type foods, they're not good for you. They are really not good for you. And when you look at that, you got to ask yourself how much of them are taking up my diet. Now, like I've mentioned about exercise, where I just say, whatever you're doing now, just move more tomorrow. What I'll say with nutrition is, whatever you're eating in processed foods, just reduce it tomorrow. I'm not going to say cut it out straight away, but just see if you can reduce it. If every day you're having five Tim Tams, if you can take it back to two, you're going to be better off. If you're eating or drinking three bottles of Coke a day, can you reduce that? You know, stuff like that. You know, even making a simple change of going, okay, the only drink I'm going to consume is water, then you'll be so much better off. Now, getting back to myself, I'll give you an example. I have always tried to follow quite a healthy diet and eat, not eat too much. Um, but one thing that was one of my Achilles heels was I drank an enormous amount of soft drink or soda. and But it was always diet soda. So I thought, okay, I'm doing okay. But that isn't that good for you. For five years now, I've had nothing but water and particularly sparkling water. And that's my go-to drink now. Uh, besides coffee, that's the only thing uh, thing I really drink, uh, coffee and some of my uh, little supplements that I have from my friends at Body Science. Um, but otherwise, it's just water. And you know what? Just by doing that has made me feel so, so much better. So can you do that? How much and what are you drinking? Now, I don't drink alcohol, but again, I'm not going to tell you not to drink alcohol. Um, I'm just going to say, well, again, alcohol has many negative impacts. Um, and as much as we want to think a, a glass of wine is good every night, you know what? The evidence shows, particularly on one of our most important physiological things that we do, sleep, it negatively impacts sleep, even the smallest amount. So, I think we need to be aware. And this is all about being aware. And that's my self-science philosophy, is just be aware of what you're doing. And what you could do is just write down everything you eat. 
write down everything you eat for a couple of days. And if you want, you can even send that to me. Uh, you can just uh, send it to me on Instagram at drcraigduncan.com. Oh, sorry, just at Dr. Craig Duncan. Take a photo and send it in, or you can email to me, uh, Duncan at gmail.com. And I'm happy just to, just to have a look. There's no right or really exact right way how to eat, but there's definitely some wrong ways. So processed foods, can you cut those out? Now, you might have heard some, you know, classic diets or really big um, diets that people like, like a keto diet. And I follow a very low carb um, type diet. But do you know what? A ketogenic diet is really hard to follow. Having no carbs is very hard to follow. You need to be very dedicated. And what happens is most people stay on it for a little while, they lose weight, and then they'll put that weight straight back on. So it's about finding things that you can do, um, you know, that fit in with your lifestyle and you can do for the, the rest of your, um, your life. Like <clears throat> myself, I, my diet is not right for you. It works for me. So I like intermittent fasting. I've done it for probably 15 years now. Uh, and I really have a small uh, eating window a day. I might only eat once a day or, or a little bit more um, than that. Have a small eating window of a couple of hours. I'm vegetarian, nearly even vegan. I have very little animal products. I try and be mainly plant-based. But that doesn't mean that you won't find me sometimes having having some treats here and there just to keep myself uh, going because we do have to enjoy life. But I think there's a lot of evidence about predominantly having a plant-based diet. If you really look at that and you look at some of the classic studies on populations like the Seventh-day Adventist population, um, you know, the, uh, the religion of Seventh-day Adventists is primarily a, a vegetarian and there's been some classical studies done on this group really showing by having increased plants or in increased vegetables and salad and all that sort of stuff will really make a positive difference to your life. So that's things that you can start to, to really think about. Drinking good amounts of water, being well hydrated, reducing your coffee, you know, to two or three cups a day. I like to not have coffee after around three o'clock in the afternoon. Interesting enough, uh, one of my mates um, that I was just working with on the on the trip would, would come up to me and see me having a coffee because we would work quite late on this trip. And sometimes at nine o'clock, I'd be having a coffee and he'd say, hang on, aren't you the guy on Instagram that tells me that you uh, shouldn't be having coffee after three o'clock? So when you put yourself out there, you, you deserve to cop that. So thanks rule. Uh, and, uh, to remind me of that, but yeah, it was, and it was impacting my sleep. So, uh, you got to be careful of things, uh, overall. So I think first I've been going on a little bit today cause I haven't spoken to anyone. So, but, um, the, you know, the first step is to really become aware of what you are eating now. Okay. Do that write everything down for a couple of days and think, okay, how much of that is processed foods? You know, how many plants and vegetables are you, uh, and are you getting in your, in your daily intake? 
right? How much food is in there that's takeout, that's quick food, or um, what some people call um, sort of wind down the, you know, the the window food and get it from a a, a drive-through. You know, what sort of what sort of uh, impact is that having on your life? Also, what are you drinking? What are you consuming? Are you consuming enormous amounts of calories through, you know, through your what you're what you're drinking? Can you change that? What are you doing? You know, these these are things. And sometimes people say, "I'm just hungry." Well, there's a lot of foods, high sugar foods. They make you hungry. They actually make you more hungry. So it's like a catch twenty two. You think you're hungry, you eat these foods. Well, they won't solve your hunger. So really do that. Have a look. Be self-aware about what you're eating and then uh, send it in. We can have a chat about that and, you know, you can then start to really try and make a difference. But the bottom line is eat more plants, um, more vegetables, more salads and and really focus on decreasing your processed foods and I think you're going to be better off. Anyway, as always... Have a great day. Eat well. Think about what you're eating. Be mindful about that. And also try and go and make the world a better place. And I'll speak to you again soon. 